Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Well, good morning, Beamer family, friends, and guests. I'd like to welcome you to Roundtable Wednesday here on Beamer's own Blog Talk Radio on September 13th, 2023. And I'm your host, Greg Peterson, team manager. Normally, I am broadcasting from sunny Southern California, but right now I am helping out my best friend over in Mesa, Arizona. And uh, we are doing some work on a home that he purchased here. And in the meantime, we had a lovely microburst on a storm last night that actually took off the roof uh, behind his home on a commercial building, took out several of the residences around us here. So we are actually doing a cleanup and helping out all the neighbors and doing what good neighbors should do, and that's help out each other. And isn't that the Beamer way? We always go out and give of ourselves to help out each other. So nobody was injured, thank goodness, uh, but just a lot of cleanup. So anyway, that's what we are doing here. Now, I want to thank everybody that logged in last week as we were starting to go over part one of how to set up a small and medium and large booth to be able to share Beamer with our clients. And so everything that we do on this show is all compliant. We want to make sure everything is compliant. And the origination of Roundtable Wednesday is to help answer any and all of your questions. So if you have any burning questions that you want to go through and do, all you have to do is press the number one on your phone and that will raise your hand on my little keyboard here and I can call upon you and we can go over that subject matter. Um, if nobody else has any questions, then what we can do is I can continue on and I'll do a quick review of last week because I had that lovely head cold and I went into a coughing fit and I had to stop early. So anyway, we want to make sure that we get all the information out to you guys as far as how to set up a small, medium, large uh, uh, booth, how to do it properly and the things that we've learned from our experiences and we can have it as open question and answer as well from you guys. So this is all interaction. And then also these are recorded so that if you want to listen to the recording, there's two different ways you can do that. You can go to blogtalkradio.com 
forward slash Beamer, I-B-D-S. Once again, that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Beamer, I-B-D-S. Or you can also go to your phone. And I know on the iPhones, it's the Podcasts app, and that's plural, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, Podcasts. It's an app that's on your phone. You click on it. And all you had to do is type in the word Beamer, B-E-M-E-R, and that will bring up the recordings. Now, make sure you look at the recordings because sometimes they are not in chronological order, but we as the hosts of Blog Talk Radio, this is all volunteer. We do not get paid for doing this. This is volunteer. We are all paying things forward to help out each and every one of you as we hope that you guys down the road will pick up the torch and do the same to continue to build our Beamer family. So in this process, after we do a recording of a show, we change the title a little bit. We're allowed only so many spaces or so many words to use. And so we'll put in maybe three or four words that maybe help direct a person to that indicated show that they would like to listen to and or send to a prospective client. Okay, so we got that going on. So before I get started, I see we have someone who's raised their hand. Let me call upon you. It is 781-322. You are live on Blog Talk Radio. Who are we speaking with today? Hi, um, my name is Susan, and um, I'm fairly new to using Beamer. I've had it for like three months, I think, and really so much enjoying it. But I had a question that I asked my friend who didn't know the answer, so I thought I'd ask you. I've been um, I've been zapping my water, and yes. um, and so it, it would be somewhat helpful to me if I had a little better understanding of what it is that how it affects the water. For is okay. an example, I'm using I'm I keep my water in quart jars, so I put two quarts together at once, and I put the uh, the iPad around both bottles at once. And so part of me is like, well, is that, is that okay that I put two the bottles D-pad. at once? Can I do it? D-pad. Okay, so Susan, number one, uh, the beaming of the water, since that is not in our literature and it has not been gone through with the FDA, that's considered noncompliant as far as really discussing as such. However, I can't, I cannot explain the science behind it, but let's just say it makes for better water. Okay. Right. So where can I go to find something more about the science behind it? Because there, obviously I'm this, curious. It's important to right. me. Can I, can I go talk to, I know that Dr. Berkey, I'm not sure his name. Berkey, Dr. Berkey. Now, once again, there are no actual studies that Beamer has in possession uh, that they can share. I, I don't. I, that's public. fine with me. I don't need studies. I, I just want discussion. Discussion right. works for me. And because because of that, then we do not have the ability to actually discuss it, and especially on an open forum like this, because this is public that we're doing right now, and so we have to keep it compliant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sorry I can't help you any further on that, um, but I would contact your upline. Uh, are you familiar how to, to look and find your upline uh, for your distributorship? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So for those that don't know, and this will be a good review, is go into your Beamer back office, 
So backoffice.beamer.services. And then once you've logged in to that office, either your Beamer email or your regular email and your password, that opens up your back office. And then underneath uh, your picture that is on the left side, the larger one, there is a contact information there and on those contacts. And when a person clicks on that, I would go through those individuals that are above you and see if you can get information from them, Susan, because like I said, in a public forum like we are right here, we have to keep a compliance. Okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome, Susan. Great great question though, and because you are gutsy enough to ask me So you take care and you have a great day, Susan. Thank you. You're welcome. All righty, everybody. So that was a great question that Susan brought up, and it is one I'm sure that other people have always had on the back of their mind. Um, But I hope that I did help explain things properly there. I do know it is always a burning question. Um, And in the past, about six or seven years ago, they did – have some literature that was produced by Beamer and or possibly a third party that did share some of that information. However, because we are a class two cleared medical device with the FDA, we have to strictly stick items that the FDA have authorized us to share. And so no further publications of those are available to us. And so we want to make sure that we represent Beamer properly and that we maintain our status with the organizations that overlook to make sure that what we say is correct and accurate, unlike many other companies out there, as you all know, that are making all sorts of claims that cannot be uh, validated. And so that's why Beamer is very good about doing this. All right. So let's get right into this, folks. Let's go into part two of our booths and how to get, uh, how to run a, a local, medium, and large Beamer therapy event. Okay. So I'm going to go through my little PowerPoint program really quick here. So number one, what are the benefits of a local uh, vendor events, and that is showcasing your Beamer products, being able to start conversations with new prospects and customers, then building relationships with those new contacts, and then allowing for unique and organic interactions, meaning personalized to those individuals, all right? So what we're going to be doing is covering small, medium, and large events, understanding the target audience that we're looking at and the event size and tailoring the event format accordingly because you've got to look at your people here, all right? So choosing the right location and securing your spot. We talked about this briefly last week, and this is where we go in, and a lot of times you want to kind of scope out the area that you're wanting to look at and finding out what type of people are going to be there. Is it equine individuals? Is it a bunch of retired individuals? Is it a sports event? Um, That sort of thing. So you're going to want to tailor what marketing material you have 
to that individual. For example, now we do have all sorts of brochures that are amazing with Beamer in our back office under distributor library and then under sales and marketing. Then there is a plethora of marketing material in there. But what I also recommend and highly recommend is getting your Beamer share. If you do not have Beamer share, you get with your, your mentors, your upline, your team members, find out how to sign up for it because it's worth its weight in gold. And then when you're going to be doing a special event, if it's going to be like an athletic event, pre-plan accordingly. Look at all the items on Beamer share that you can share with people and pick out maybe three or four or five items, and then you can save them as, uh, there's like a little heart symbol when you pull those items up in the lower right and you can make them a favorite. So that way, those four or five items are at the very top of your Beamer share. So you're not having to search through all of your Beamer share. And then that way you can then immediately send those items to your new prospects that you gather. So planning ahead, choosing the right location. Let's go into that. So think of how a person goes through and they check, uh, or how do they walk around? When you go in a door, normally what direction do you go to? Do you go to the left or the right? Well, normally most people go to the right. So then what side are they mostly looking at when they're walking by places? They're looking to their right, okay? So these are things to think about when you're going to be getting a booth in a location. Now, if there's a, an event and the promoter's going, oh, yeah, we got one more location. It's, it's back in the corner. You'd have a nice spot back there. Well, if all the other vendors didn't want to pick it, chances are you don't want to either because chances are it's going to be a low volume or people are going to walk right by they're not going to see you there. So kind of look around, follow and look at the behavior of the people as they are walking through these different locations. All right. Submitting paperwork to secure the event. So make sure you go in and you go into um, your back office and go to distributor library and go under sales and marketing and there is a form in there called Expo Recommendations. And you can type that in under Distributor Library. You can just type it in the search bar. And that's Expo, which is spelled E-X-P-O, and then Recommendations. So Expo, Expo Recommendations. And then all the information is right there for you. There's no way I can spend the whole program here going through all of that. So I just want to make sure that you guys are able to find that. So there's a couple reasons we want to fill out the proper paperwork. Number one, to make sure that there's no other Beamer distributors. Depending on the size of the event, normally we'll have one Beamer distributor that's authorized to work it. But, I mean, if you've got an event, where there's a thousand booths there, they may have a Beamer booth on one end and they could have a Beamer booth at the other end. And it, it could be worked that way. So once you have authorization of working the event from the promoter, then you send the paperwork into uh, compliance 
And it's a very simple form that's in our sales and marketing uh, portion of our distributor library. And when you fill that out and turn it in, then they, number one, they want to make sure that you have been to an academy. If you are working in a, an event, you have to have had an academy under your belt because they want people who are representing Beeper properly and know what they're talking about, plain and simple. All right. We want to represent Beamer in a good light. Number two, this has happened where an individual did not fill out the paperwork and they didn't get in trouble for this. However, the company received a phone call from a prospective client that had been at the event and they were saying, hey, I lost the contact information of the distributor that was, distributor was there. And so they just then gave that sale to another distributor. So this is to help you guys out. All right. So think of it in that light. Now, for a large event, you may need to buy into a fair like we did at the Iowa State Fair. So we had a 20 by 30 foot booth and that was for 11 days and the booth itself was $20,000. That's right, $20,000. Now, what my buddy Roger did is he had different distributors buy in then to work that booth, and if you bought in for like $1,700, $1,800, then all the contacts that you made in that booth are your contacts, all right? Uh, because there's no way one person can handle all of it. And so this is kind of how we worked that scenario. And then all the, we had 12 Beamers, we had 10 essential units and we had two Evos. So we put everybody the first time on the essentials unit. And then if they were interested and wanted to come back, then we shared the Evo unit with them. And that's how we did it there because we were going through the transition. Now, that most people now are getting their Evo units, you can start right off with the Evo unit. But it is nice to show them the previous unit and show them the differences and the upgrades and where Beamer's been for 10 years, which was awesome. And now we've got this new, uh, better product out there. So it's, uh, it, it work it to your advantage and always stay in the positive realm of things. Um, then the route and where to locate your booth. We already discussed that on how people walk around and where to possibly have your booth. Okay, designing visual appealing booth setups. Beamer has a lot of great uh, marketing material to have. Make sure if you can, uh, having your barcode or your QR code, quick reference code, put on your marketing materials. Now, if you're going to have multiple distributors at one location, it's kind of unfair if you have a, um, a banner out front and everybody's scanning that barcode and the other distributors are not getting um, the visibility, as I would say, to make it fair. So just kind of be thinking about that. But having some professional um, banners up that are related to the event is always really nice. And it shows the professionalism of Beamer. Then another thing that my buddy Roger came up with is what's called sandwich boards. Sandwich bar boards are those A-frame boards that are from like waist high down. 
and you can write on both sides of them. And normally they're like a white marker board and you can write whatever you want on them. And here's the key thing, the size of the lettering. If you're going to be writing something, do not write it in small print. You want to have at least one inch of lettering in height for every 10 feet of visibility. So think of it, if you're walking up to a booth and something's in small lettering, you're not going to squint or take the time or the effort to try to read it. But if it's nice and bold, you're going to read it. And then also using less than nine words. Because any more than nine words, people aren't going to take the time to read it. You want very simple, correct items. And once again, compliant items, but that are very general uh, that could be used, um, such as um, discover better health in eight minutes. You know, different things like that. Or um, have you heard of Beamer yet? You know, simple things like that. What you want to do is you want to grab their attention to where they are going to turn towards your booth and start looking. Now the bait has been set, the hook is in their mouth, and now you can approach them and ask them, have you heard of Beamer yet? Or do you have any questions? And nine times out of 10, they'll say, yeah, what is this? Now you've made that contact with people, okay? That's the very first step, bringing them into context to where they can take a look around and now you can start sharing information with them. Utilizing the Beamer branding and product imagery effectively, we've already gone over that, highlighting key benefits and features of Beamer products. So once again, personalizing it to whatever event you are at. Your booth design, try to have the chairs more out front instead of tucked way back in the corner because people will feel like they're being drawn into a spider web if uh, they have to crawl and go over items to get to something. Have it very simple to where they can just drop down and when people are walking by, they're like, hey, what is this? Because it's almost in their face sort of thing. We've already discussed branding, product demonstration, being able to have items that they're out there so they can touch, see, feel, smell, that sort of thing. When people can get hands on, now you're creating a personal relationship with those individuals to where they are going to experience it more than just looking at a piece of paper. Having visuals, whether it be a TV um, and with the new smart TVs, you can get one of those little USB drives, little memory chip things, and you can put on there maybe a video and then put it on a, what's called a loop where it continues to play. Now, at first, I tried using the volume, and it didn't work because the different locations were so noisy. But just having like the green video showing the blood flow and then referring to that when you're talking to people and looking up and go, well, look. Let's take a look at this right here. And then that helps better visualization of what's happening. And then having interactive elements, considering incorporating interactive elements like uh, touch screens or displays, things like that to make it interactive for the people. These little things help. Um, there are a bunch of eye-catching displays in our back office under sales and marketing. And then choosing uh, informative brochures, flyers, and pamphlets, something that is going to be related to what you're doing, once again, 
leveraging engaging videos and presentations. So we're going to go into that too. So after you have done an event, make sure that you have a presentation planned at a certain location, if at all possible, to be able to do follow-ups with all the individuals. Now, we know that if it's a, a local event, people are local, that works out well. But if it's an event where, like, we're going to be working the PPA event, uh, the Professional Pickleball Association in Vegas, here in about a month. And so it's going to be harder to do that. But you've got people there for three days. So to get them in each day is the best way to do this. And then following up with Beamer Share is extremely important. And then using the people around you, your other fellow distributors, to share their testimonial with your client. But only when asked. When you are working with an individual, make sure you are the one working with that individual. Do not have another distributor walk over and they start giving their two cents worth and the whole bit because now you'll watch the client. They'll look over at them, they look at you, they look at them, they look at you. And now you're like uh, rapid firing on these poor individuals. And you want to make sure that you yourself develop the relationship. Then you can ask your partner to come over, give their testimonial, and then they say thank you. And that individual then turns around and walks away again and, and does that, okay? So, so we don't want to rapid fire on our people. <clears throat> okay, um, having printed disclaimer forms. This is very important. Now, there is one in, in Beamer Share. However, you do not have access after they have signed it and it's been sent off electronically. The new disclaimer forms are in our back office. And then I print them off where it's on front and back. So you're on one sheet of paper. I get their information after they've, you've brought them in. And then you get their information, their first name, last name, phone number, email address. Um, and then having fun going over all the contraindications. I ask them, well, do you have a pacemaker? No. And I'll, I'll just jokingly say, oh, well, did you want one? Uh, well, no. Great. You're on the right path and you're here. So I just have fun with people. And then if it's a couple, I will, if it's a male, female couple there, I'll go, okay, so are either of you pregnant? Uh, no, but he might be from the looks of his stomach there. You know? So you, now you're creating fun. You're getting a smile on your face. You're getting them to laugh. You are engaging with them and you are developing a relationship with these people. Have fun with this, folks. Life is too short not to have fun. So doing that, and then I use that disclaimer form to write down a bunch of different notes on what type of session I did on them, what areas were bothering them, what, they, what level of discomfort were they at? Were they like a 7 on a 10? And then after I used the B-pad down their back, um, they were down to a 2 on a 10. You know, little notes like that. Then when they are sitting down and they are relaxing, having their eight-minute session, I'm immediately entering them into Beamer Share. I'm getting their, I'm putting in their phone number, first name, last name, email address, and I take their picture. And some people are like, oh, wait, 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 what are you doing here? And I go, what I'm doing is in case, when you, con I, instead of in case if you contact, I always say, when you contact me, I want to know who I'm talking with so that we can continue to get you the right information. And I go, all this information stays with me 
because of HIPAA, we do not share this information with anybody else. And everybody understands that. So then that way we move through that section. And then it's always funny, the ones that were the most hesitant, when I go to take their picture to put it in Beamer Share, they always strike a fun pose. They'll put their thumb up or the peace sign or whatever. So once again, you're having fun with these individuals and you're developing a relationship. All right. Um, once again, then product samples, that's it, allowing them to get on it. Uh, if you have a business card, that's fine. But let's face it, having Beamer Share is the best way to go. Then once again, looking and collecting your leads. Now you're developing all these leads. Now you've got your stack of disclaimer forms and those are the ones you're going to be doing the follow-ups with. And now with Beamer Share, it tells you when they have opened up. And here's some things I have found out on Beamer Share. If you send a text message to somebody and they do not have you in their contact list on their phone, when the text message comes through, it shows as possible spam and the videos will not open up. They can't click on them they have to respond back to that text message with like just maybe the word hi, H-I, or sending an emoji or something like that. Then the system, their system will recognize you as a safe contact. Then the videos will immediately open up to where they can click on them and watch them. This is something I learned at the Iowa State Fair. So I always send them the green video and the eight minute story right there while they are in the chair and I make sure they receive it on their phone because there's been a couple times that I have personally accidentally put in the wrong phone number. And so now I'm able to correct things and make sure I have the right information. And then also I'm verifying that they gave me the right information and then also explaining to them how to open up the videos. And I show them right there. So they're able to open up the videos. So that way you're verifying a lot of contacts. And I think in the past, how many people have slipped through my fingers because I did not have a confirmation on these individuals. Okay. So this is very important. Okay, we want to make sure that we're spending our time wisely. Um, you can also have sign-up sheets if you want to, to help keep track of the individuals that have come through. Um, you're generating leads uh, by doing this. And then there might be different incentive programs also that the company has. And these are things that if an individual is interested in distributorship, you can share these different incentives that the company is having but then having engaging conversations, getting to know the person, using the acronym FORM, F-O-R-M, and that stands for family, occupation, recreation, and motivation. And these are the four things that help create a conversation about the individual. And if you go over those four items before even bringing up Beamer to somebody, you're going to recognize several target areas that that person is sharing with you that you can now incorporate the Beamer information into the conversation so that you know that they are going to be able to uh, have that need met. Okay. So now you're tailoring things to them. Now, 
developing a structured follow-up process. This is where everybody is different. Some people have what's called CRMs, Customer Relationship Management Programs. Uh, they can be texting services, emails. Now, Beamer Share is absolutely amazing. I personally have not taken the time to go in on the computer version of it, but there are email drip campaigns that are already pre-set up for us, and we can set up additional drip campaigns that you can personalize following an event that you are working. And it's all there, folks, for $9.95 a month. The original CRM program that I was using was $1,000 a year. That's right, $1,000 a year I was paying to have a system. And now for Beamer Share, we can have it for $9.95 a month. Do you, can you figure what direction I went with that? You betcha. Beamer is doing anything and everything to help us out. And it is absolutely amazing what they're able to do. And then being able to provide the information that the client is uh, wanting to have, not what you think they may want to have, but what the client actually is asking for. Listen to the client, meet their needs. So personalization and then additional information uh, that will meet those special needs um, and then uh, persistence with tax. So when I say persistence with tax, being able to reach out to that individual, even if it gets to the point where it's once a month, okay? I have had individuals, and this was my fault, I was at the San Clemente PPA tournament, and I had met a year prior a gal that was starting up a business with her husband, and they lived in Grand Junction, Colorado. And she mentioned, she goes, well, you know, we're really busy right now. Get back to me in a couple months, and we'll go from there. Well, unfortunately, I let them slip through the cracks. Sure enough, here at this PPA tournament is her husband. And he's already now working with another distributor. Well, that was my fault. I'm not going to walk in there going, wait a minute, this guy is mine. No, I'm going to eat crow on that one because that was my fault for not staying in contact with him. So I will be the first to admit I made a mistake. Okay. And so it is up to you guys then to be able to stay in contact with these individuals. So that is our scenario of being able to do this. Let's open it up to questions and answers. We have 10 minutes left here, folks. I know I went through things really quick. All you got to do is press the number one on your phone, and you can bring up any questions, and we can discuss it here. Um, but I'm considering uh, this as calling this or titling this show then part two of our booth presentation or how to put on um, a small, medium, and large booth, okay? So I know there was a lot of information. If you guys have questions again and you want me to go over on how to listen to these recordings, we can do that. But I do not read minds, so press the number one on your phone and whatever questions you might have or if it's a different topic that you want to go over, we've got nine minutes left now to go over and do all of that. Um, cause, uh, if nobody else has any other questions, we can call the show short here and I'm going to put on my work gloves and I'm going to go outside and start dragging around material that's been blowing off of people's roofs and, and the whole bit here. So we're going to go out and do the neighborly thing and
help out our fellow neighbor here. All righty. So I'm going to give you guys one last chance here. All you got to do is press the number one on your phone and uh, you can help contribute to the show here. All righty. I'm giving you some time. Is this going to be the dramatic pause here? All righty, folks. So with that, then we're going to go ahead and we'll call the show short. I want to thank you guys for all participating. Please share this show with your upline, your fellow team members. Let's bring up the numbers for Blog Talk Radio. We are doing this for you guys. We are able to see numbers when uh, people have logged in to check. So make sure you check with Testimonial Tuesdays where you get to hear about all different types of testimonials that are compliant with Beamer. We've got Roundtable Wednesday here, and then we have Equine Thursday. And with Equine Thursday, those people are knocking it out of the park, not only on the equine, but then how to share it with the fellow riders and different things there. So this is how we learn, folks. We're sharing information with everybody. So with that, then, I am going to go ahead and shut down the show here for today. I want to thank you all for taking the time for being here. So with that, everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Please help support Beamer Blog Talk Radio by logging in, listening to the recordings, sharing with your fellow team members. This is how we all started years ago. This was our only source of information, and now we have much more sources but this one is still the staple of everything. All right. So with that, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful week. Today's show was brought to you by an independent group of Beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business. We're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.